Hello and welcome to the Dallas Cowan podcast. Thanks for joining along. This is like the 22nd podcast um, I have recorded on uh, uh, on Anchor and uploaded to iTunes and Google. So um, yeah, it's been uh, really fun. And uh, part part of what I was I was going through and kind of thinking of like topics that I could talk about. And I, I kind of realized that I've never talked about my story of, of kind of the context behind, um, what, what I do and what I've done. And I know I've alluded to a lot of things, but I kind of wanted to tell the whole story just so you had context of like, this is, this is who I am. And this is why this is such an important concept to me and an important, um, process. I'm currently at the park watching people play soccer and watching people play football. So super fun. Um, Super nice out here in Arizona. So yeah, this is kind of a more informal kind of uh, podcast, but I just wanted to let you know about who I am. Um, So I grew up, um, go way, way back. I grew up in in California in a small town called Tehachapi. Um, It's uh, kind of in the central part of California. Um, I grew up, uh, a pastor's kid. So, um, for about <laughs> 15 years, my, my dad was a pastor. Um, and that really started my journey of, you know, service and serving. Um, I got to see it firsthand from my dad, um, who is probably the most caring, loving person you'd ever meet. And he cares so deeply about people. Um, so I learned that firsthand from him. Um, just about how we treated people at the church, people at the store, um, just everything from him. Um, uh, growing up, we would not, our church wouldn't go to like winter camps or anything like that. We'd go and build houses in Mexico. So I spent a majority of my um, growing up going to Mexico and building houses. Um, <coughs> that um, was kind of my first I think it was five when we went to Mexico and built a house. And, you know, I still remember, I have memories from that of, of doing that and really got to see firsthand, you know, what, what the poor looks like and serving and um, giving and spending your time and sacrifices and all those types of things um, for the sake of, of helping others. Um, so I grew up doing that. Um, you know, during that time, this just 15 years as a pastor, we went to, um, I went to Guatemala, uh, opened up a school in Guatemala, in the deep, deep part of Guatemala. Um, it was the, the school to, to teach Spanish um, to a native tribe. We were the first white people to ever walk through the, um, the village. So that was an experience. Um, uh, so yeah, did international uh, missions, did um, local missions, we, uh, we were able to go to, after Hurricane Katrina, uh, went and helped uh, build houses or actually fix roofs. That was really an interesting uh, experience because grew up going to um, third world countries and interacting with people you couldn't, your language barrier and things like that. But then when you went down to Katrina, you're helping people that, you know, look and sound just like you. Um, so really brought things to reality of like, oh, this could be me. 
um, kind of standpoint. Um, so yeah, grew up always, always serving. Um, and, and when I was a kid, um, you know, the, the thing that I wanted to do more than anything with a job was I just want to help people. That was it. I mean, when my mom asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I don't know. I just want to help people. Um, and, and as I've grown up, I've seen that that's been a really big narrative of my life is, um, just to say, okay, how do, how do I use this product? Or if you're selling insurance or you're doing marketing, um, you know, how, how is this helping others? How's helping them fulfill their needs? Um, so, so yeah, I grew up, grew up really understanding, um, service being a super big part of my life. And even through that, I understood looking back on it, how, um, things could have done, been done better. So looking back on what I did and what I was able to do as a, as a kid, um, and how that shaped me for today, um, you know, it, it, it allowed me to understand people, um, growing up in that atmosphere and that environment allowed me to understand, um, putting others first. Um, it, it really shaped a lot of who I am today. So I'm very thankful for the experiences that I had, uh, building houses, um, serving people. But it was it was really at a short term basis. Um, there wasn't, you know, it was it was you go in, you build a house, you come back out. You go in, you help people for a little bit, and you come back out. And there's a time and a place for that, absolutely, 100%. Like I'm not bashing the the short term stuff, but I think sometimes we live in an environment where that is all that we do, um, where we come in, we serve, we go, wow, that felt really good. And then we leave. Um, but we don't have that longevity where we go, we serve, we dwell, we, uh, understand, we do life with. Um, and that's probably the difference that I saw, you know, growing up and then, um, today where, you know, and I think my dad being a pastor, I think he, he did live that he, you know, we lived that as a, as a, as a family where we were doing life with, people in our community. And I didn't realize that. Um, I didn't, you know, looking back on it now, I see that we, we live that life of, of service and, um, you know, we, you know, yeah, we just did, did life with people, um, through the good times and the bad times, through funerals, through divorces, through diseases. Um, you know, we were that family that was always with them. Um, um, so that's where I really learned. I really learned about that from living that as a kid and then uh, growing up. Um, <clears throat> college stuff, um, play baseball at a variety of schools. Um, but as, as I did that, I, I would always find myself um, serving in some capacity. Um, I remember a conversation I had with a homeless guy once where uh, I understood you know, why they would get drunk. Um, why homeless people get drunk sometimes is because, you know, he says, I don't want to feel the cold. So I'd rather drink and not feel anything and wake up the next morning. So, I mean, just sitting down, that's where I kind of started to have a conversations more with people um, that we were serving of why are you here? What, you know, trying to put that together, piece that together to have that empathy to say, Oh, okay, this, this is why they're, they're, they're here in this situation. This is why, this is what's going on. Um, that was really in college. I uh, really, um, dove into that, um, serving people in, 
Skid Row in LA um, at times when probably shouldn't have been serving them in the middle of the night. But anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so through college really started to develop empathy um, for these people and going, wow, okay, well, that's a better way to serve. How do we, how do we do this? You know, understand their story um, a lot more. Um, and then um, senior year of college, I met my wife. And one thing that we'd always talked about, even when we were dating, early on dating, is that we always wanted to adopt. And that was always a part of what we wanted to do um, with our marriage or which is our relationship. Um, so that was, that was a huge part of us is like, okay, how do we help um, these people around us, these kids around us that don't have a home, that don't have um, relationships with adults? And how do, we, how do we be a part of it? So my wife and I, when we, uh, when we met, we talked about adoption. Um, my sister uh, adopted her kid from, um, one of her kids from China. So we got to see that process firsthand of an international adoption um, and the process that that took and the fundraising to the meeting to now, he's now four now and he's doing amazing um, but the, the process that they had to take um, to adopt a child from, from China and um, my wife's parents, uh, my in-laws adopted from uh, a, a little child, um, uh, a domestic adoption. So we got to see that process. So he's four and he's awesome too. So, um, but we were just like, oh, this is what we're going to do with our life. We're going to, we're going to serve and we're going to, we're going to adopt. Um, and about two years ago now, so this be, yeah, maybe two and a half years ago now, um, my wife and I were sitting at a conference and a Q conference. Uh, and, um, they brought up, this lady came up and talked about foster care in Phoenix. And we were like, what's foster care? And foster care for me, I thought foster parents were those people that had a bunch of kids and used, you know, their check to not work. They just had a bunch of kids running around. That's what I thought it was. Um, but then as, as we, we started to listen more about foster care and, and foster parents and the crisis that was going on in Phoenix with foster care, um, Ellie and I were like, we need to do this. We need to look more into this and see what's going on. So soon after um, we started our, our the process to become foster parents, um, we wanted to be foster parents to a um, young child, uh, a baby. Um, so we jumped on... Uh, to these things called MAPS classes, which MAPS classes uh, are like a 10-week class, three hours a night where you sit in a room and you learn about foster care. Um, and you need those classes in order to be certified. So January or two years ago in January, um, about this time, we were in MAPS classes and we were learning about foster care. And you know, this was something that was stretching us and going, okay, we don't know where these kids are coming from. These parents, these, these kids could come could be leaving um, as soon as we get them. Like, don't be too attached to them. Um, one of the things that uh, I get asked out, I get asked a lot with foster care is, well, what if you love them too much? What if you, what if you uh, are too attached to them, and it's hard to give them up? And I remember that being asked in the room, and the foster parent that was in the room, who's awesome, said, well. 
that's when you understand if it's about you or if it's about them. And that totally stuck with me where it was like, oh, yeah, like when you serve, are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for them? And that's kind of the ultimate thing where, you know, you're moving your heart and soul into something and then you got to give it up or you got to let it go. And you've got to understand if you're serving, if it's about you, it's going to hurt and you're going to be angry and you're going to be upset. Um, you know, and if you're, if it's about them, yeah, you're going to be sad and upset, but it's, it's going to be more about, okay, I did the best that I could with what I was given. Um, so yeah, so we went into the foster care classes and out of that, um, we were sitting in our, in our foster care classes and our foster care teacher said, how do you feel about becoming group home parents? And we said, I have no idea what that is. And we first said no, because we had no idea what it was. And when he explained it to us about you live in a house full of teenage girls that are in the foster care system, we were like, nope, that seems really, really hard. And as we were going through our list of things of, all right, what, why should we, why should we, what are the things keeping us from it? And all the things we were keeping us from it was comfort. It was all just, it seems too uncomfortable. We didn't have a house. We don't have any kids. Um, you know, there's a time in my life when I could leave my job and time in the life where she could leave her job. And so we just said, let's do it. Um, we really feel like God's calling us to serve in this capacity. We have no idea what this means or what this, what was going to happen, but we just said, all right, let's go. So that brings us to today. So we were saying no to this process being group home parents because of the comfort wise, but then we said yes. And so May of last year, we moved into a house in Mesa, Arizona, and we waited for kids to come in. And in July of 2016, we got our first child um, who is, uh, from the foster care system into our home. And we started the journey. Um, and through that journey, through the, the last 500 plus days of living, um, in the home with these kids, we have up to times up to nine teenage girls, ages ranging from 11 years old to 18 years old. Um, through that time, I have seen firsthand and learned firsthand what it means to serve and what it means to um, sacrifice your life for for another. Um, I am not the same person that I was two years ago. Um, my 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 lens on life is a lot different. Um, I have been diagnosed with PTSD because of the experience that I've been in, um, much like a uh, a war person in war, um, because it's when you're dealing with kids with trauma, um, you know, they're going to act it out in different ways. Um, I have been, um, I have been in situations where it's been the worst situation I've ever been in in my life. But at the same time, I've been in situations where it's been the best thing ever. I'm right now watching, uh, one of our girls play football in the park. And two years ago, when she came to us, this would not be a reality for her. 
um, because she wouldn't want to talk to anybody because she was uh, so shy. So there's total victories in this of what we're doing. But through this time, I just see how these kids um, are invisible to majority of the world. When I tell people about what I do, you know, because it's the second thing that people ask you, they ask you what your name and then what you do. It's hard to explain it to them. I say, I'm a dad to teenage girls. Oh, okay. I'm a foster, I'm a group home parent. Oh, I've heard of that. Um, you ask 10 different people what foster care is, and you're going to get 10 different answers. So through that, I said, I need, I've got all these experiences, and I've seen these things. I've seen behind the curtain of, of hurt and pain and trauma, and I need to share this with other people. So that's really my heart is to say, okay, I've, I've served all my life. I've, I've been, uh, I've built 20 plus houses in Mexico. I've done these things, but it's nothing compared to what I've done for the last two years. Um, so that's really my goal with serve better, you know, is to, and this podcast is just to give information to try to, um, educate and inspire because, I've just had these experiences. And when I talk to people about it, they, their eyes light up and they go, wow, or I never thought of things this way. So, you know, this is a platform that I'm able to talk about my experiences. And then also I want to do is to talk to other people. I've met other people that are doing amazing work, but nobody's ever heard of them. Um, And so the, and the people that I see out there that are getting the publicity for it, I'm like, you should talk to these other people because they're doing amazing work too. So that's really the goal of it is to be this platform for people to uh, learn, but people to share and to people to, um, to serve better, to know that, okay, if, if I'm going to help the homeless, what's the best way to do it? If I'm going to help uh, the refugees, how should I do it? If I'm going to help sex trafficking victims, how should I do it? If I should help foster kids, what should I do first? So that's really my goal. But, um, and through, and I hopefully through this, you can kind of understand more context about who I am, why I'm doing this, um, and uh, just my heart behind it. So thank you for listening. I totally appreciate it. Uh, This has been super fun for me, and I'm so excited to continue this process of just, um, yeah, just telling you more about how to serve better, Um, because I think it's it's something that um, we can all, all strive to do. I strive to do it every single day, so we're doing it together. Thank you. Peace.